0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Bo Kazaja and this will be my final, yes, final reflection for uh, Module 22, Unit 2, Activity 2, LRE. So let's jump right in. This reflection, this final reflection, we're gonna be looking at the LRE for twice exceptional students. Here's our goal for this reflection. This reflection I'm going to deeply assess how I would use the ideal least restrictive environment that the cohort created to meet the needs of twice exceptional students. So let's take a moment and define exactly what twice exceptional students are to start. A twice exceptional student is a student who has a learning difference or disability and also has a uh, gifted attribute or an attribute where they are where they are far superior or far quite above average for example this might be someone who is for example in my class right now I actually have a student who is mildly dyslexic but when given a general ability test like the ways uh, test for um, a general ability test um, scored quite high. As a result in his learning evaluation, um, I was told at the classroom teacher that his dyslexia balanced with his high IQ for conceptual perception and for reasoning and logic are going to weigh out or essentially cancel each other out. Meaning, while this student may always struggle to read large bodies of text off a page, They will likely be able to, they have such strong logical faculties that they'll, and reasoning faculties, that they will be able um, to shore up any gaps or to, um, they will be, it won't be a detriment to them, right? I have another student who has another form of dyslexia and requires specific support, but has very strong conceptual mathematical reasoning skills. As a result, when given the proper supports, this student functions at a level that is far above his peers, Um, even understanding mathematical relationships and differences that are um, two or maybe three grade levels higher. And I'm speaking specifically in both instances of fourth grade students. So those are two examples of twice exceptional students, students who have a learning difference but they also, and they also have an area that they're specifically gifted in or that their ability is very above average. This creates an interesting prospect. So how does the LRE work for the twice exceptional student? To give you another example, a more classic example, a universal example of a twice exceptional student, Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking has a, uh, has a specific disability, I don't recall the name in particular, uh, but it, he needed a um, a wheelchair and very specific devices in order to uh, in order to communicate and function. However, with those accommodations, he was able to bring his uh, above average intellect and mental um, faculties to bear, um, and with those accommodations, would be regarded as a genius. So if we use all three of those examples to kind of understand what it means to be twice exceptional then we look at the least restrictive environment and now we can apply it to see how we can support those students well in this particular school in the dream school the least restrictive environment as stated in other reflections is the general classroom and students are supported within the general classroom through various accommodations and modifications as needed primarily with um specific accommodations from an evaluation every student undergoes an evaluation and then students are pulled into a resource room um, for specific purposes with the end goal being of coming back into the general classroom for the entire time so supporting twice exceptional students in this environment is really about providing them with the accommodations they will need to be successful to this end the visualization is something like providing the right key to unlock the door or right it's um you know providing the providing what is needed what is providing what supports are needed to be able to see up over the fence um and so to that end right a student may need um specific support in that they need concrete tools to understand a new concept. They may need a fidget toy or a specific tool in that way. They may need preferential seating. They may need to learn concepts in a small group instruction space. They may need need to learn concepts through recorded videos or media with headphones on a one-on-one basis, right? So to that end in the perfect school, these things can be provided. For example, a math lesson can be uh, recorded the same as a spelling lesson and be recorded so a student can watch it via an iPad um, if they need to and reference it over and over again. So that they're not dependent on the teacher explaining it at one instance in time and then reteaching it at another specific instance, they have the ability to learn it at any given time and to access it at any given time. So to that end, <clears throat> right? Uh, serving twice exceptional students is really about bringing the classroom to them and providing them with the scaffolds they need. So this can look like flexible seating, this can look like um, bringing in outside resources, this can look like letting them use the resource and this can look like setting them up with push-in services if needed. The one thing I will say is that sometimes with twice exceptional students it wouldn't be uncommon for them to be receiving outside resources Um, Due to the nature of how their disability is going to function, right? So their disability or their disorder is going to um, may impede them, but They're twice exceptional. So while they're impeded. They're also It's essentially going to act as a wash if the correct supports are involved. This could create frustration for the student Um, And maybe even a third-person effect where they understand that they're lacking something and it's just not clicking So to that end, they might um, be good candidates for third-party support outside of school. And this could look like working with an occupational therapist. This could look like working with a a counselor or a psychiatrist. This could look like working with, um, you know, an academic specialist outside of school. The idea here is that um, they're receiving support that can't be provided in school, but they're receiving it outside of school. And at the perfect school environment, uh, teachers and outside support practitioners and providers would be in constant communication. Furthermore, in the perfect school environment, the school would partner with parents to pay for these services. I understand in the perfect school environment, I'm giving myself an unlimited budget and I'm saying that the school takes care of these services. By doing this, It allows the school to maintain the necessary relationships and make sure that the outside services the student receiving are lining up, that the instruction they're receiving in the classroom is matching what's happening in the outside services. This way, twice exceptional students, when they receive outside services, can also be supported and have those practices that they're learning outside the classroom bolstered in the classroom. That's a little insight into how uh, or some deep analysis into how twice exceptional students can be supported in the general education classroom or the least restrictive environment. To this end, to wrap up, I'll say the the goal with twice exceptional students is always to provide them with the supports they need in order to let that second exceptional nature come through usually it. In my experience, it usually means setting them up with the proper accommodations and system, making sure that their toolkit is properly stocked. To that end, given their nature, outside services might be a great option to look at in this instance, and the best formula to go with there is one of constant communication and partnership. Thanks so much for listening. If there are any questions or comments, please let me know. Thanks. Bye-bye.